Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 10 of Soul Food, where we're going to talk about fame and the love of status. In this episode, inshallah, we'll, we'll look at the blameworthiness of fame, the benefits of anonymity, of being unknown or not really seeking fame, uh, dealing with compliments and criticism, and then we'll also talk about the way to cure yourself of the love of fame. So let's begin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an about someone who was a lover of fame and loved status in people's hearts, but who was uh, you know, not beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and his name is Qarun. Allah says in the Qur'an, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِهِ قَالَ الَّذِينَ يُرِيدُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا يَا لَيْتَ لَنَا مِثْلَ مَا أُوتِيَ قَارُونُ that Qarun, this, this kind of pompous and wealthy and well-known person, he came out among his people in all of his pomp. And those whose aim was the life of this world said, if only we had been given something like what Qarun has been given, he really is a very fortunate man. And then later on in the, the passage of the Qur'an, a few ayahs later, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And we grant the home in the hereafter to those who do not seek superiority on earth or spread corruption. And the happy ending is awarded to those who are mindful of God. So what we learn here is that this person, Qarun, he was essentially kind of like a, a superstar. He was a famous person. He was a celebrity in his time. But he was someone who was not humble, someone who was not did not submit themselves to the truth and to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted of them. And it's amazing because Allah describes the people who complimented him and said, man, if only we had been given some of what Qarun has been given. He's really fortunate. Allah describes him as people whose aim was the life of this world. That their aim was the life of this world. And that the mindful people, the people who are mindful of Allah, they said, you know, in reality, the only thing that brings fortune and the only sign of God's favor is a person who's successful in the hereafter the person who's victorious in the hereafter. And then Allah says, we give the hereafter to those who do not seek superiority on the earth or spread corruption. So seeking fame, loving fame, wanting a place in people's hearts is something that's actually very dangerous. And a lot of what we're experiencing in today's world with social media and other kinds of things is that 
we, we have these messages coming to us consciously or subconsciously or unconsciously that is telling us, you need to set yourself apart. You need to make yourself unique. You need to be known in a way that other people aren't known. And what's really interesting is a lot of what we share on social media is the best parts of our life, right? That people will put up pictures when they're, you know, enjoying themselves or they're having a, a really delicious dessert and they'll take a picture of their dessert or whatever it may be, or they're in this beautiful environment or they meet someone famous and they'll take a picture with a famous person. And it's all about setting ourselves apart. It's all about showing the best part of our lives. The really scary thing about this approach, the scary thing about showing that part of our lives all of the time is that it really makes us miserable people. Because when we're faced with something that's unpleasant or when we're faced with something that's humiliating or we're faced with something that brings, makes us sad, a lot of people don't know how to deal with it. Especially when, all, when they look around and all they see is on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff is that people are having a great time all of the time. So why is my life so miserable? Why am I facing difficulties? And you see, I know I see this with a lot of students that I work with or people who are generally considered millennials, is that it causes a lot of anxiety and people feel that they're held to unrealistic expectations. And a lot of this stems from this desire to set ourselves apart and to really have this love of fame and love of recognition and love of people looking at us. In reality, we're taught as believers to be people who work hard. Do your best, whether it is spiritually speaking or at school or at work or whatever you're involved in, even if it's in hobbies, something that you love. Do your best. But don't rely, don't do it just for recognition. And don't do it just so that people praise you. And in reality, don't rely on people's opinions. Because you'll have a lot of people praising you and you'll have a lot of people criticizing you. But if you're doing the best that you can and you're doing things in a way that's pleasing to Allah, then nothing else really matters. So now let's look at the benefits of anonymity the benefits of anonymity. This is really foreign to kind of the modern mindset, like anonymity? How will you ever be known? How will you have this recognition? How will people credit you for what you've done? Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu, he says, expend yourself, work hard, and do not seek fame. And do not raise yourself so that you are mentioned. Don't make it a point to say, this was me. So make sure to mention me. And then he also says, learn and be hidden and be quiet. Like seek knowledge. Seek that knowledge that brings you closer to your Lord. But remain hidden and be quiet and you will be safe. You will bring joy to the righteous and you will bring anger to corrupt people. So what this means is that do what you have to do. Do what you have to do for the sake of Allah, and don't worry about other people. And don't do it, and don't make it a point to set yourself apart, and to mention yourself, and to make sure that you're the one who's credited, or you're the one who people look at, or you're the one who people love necessarily. There are many great 
and beloved servants of Allah, people who might be in the highest levels of paradise. They're honored with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and none of us know who they are. They're extremely unassuming. They're extremely quiet. They don't have a lot of followers on Facebook and Twitter. You know, it's funny because now we, instead of judging people based on their qualifications and the work that they've actually done, a lot of what we judge it on is how many likes they have on Facebook and how many followers they have on Twitter. That's not a measure of anything. There are people who are extremely beloved to Allah, extremely righteous, that nobody knows. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he says, Should I guide you to the people of paradise? Do you want to know who the people of paradise are? What's their description? He said, he said, every weak person, every humble and weak person, this is someone who we would find extremely unassuming. Maybe they're not the most wealthy. Maybe they're not the most beautiful and handsome. Maybe they're not the most eloquent. Maybe they're not the most well-known. But the Prophet says, if they made an oath, Allah would fulfill it for them. If they swore by Allah, Allah would fulfill it for them out of His love for them. النار, and then the people of the fire are kulli mutakabbirin mustakbirin is every arrogant and, and haughty and you know a, a, a person of, uh, who sees themselves as great. Right? All, these are the people of the fire. Whereas the people of paradise are the humble, are kind of even the weak, the people that we might see as very unassuming. And this hadith is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. Right? So, and the, the people of the fire are the arrogant and the, the haughty, the people who might be powerful in a worldly sense, but the arrogance has crept into their heart, so they're not beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how, how do we go from here? So how does this relate to you? How does this relate to me? Our nufus, our souls, our egos, the unrefined soul, it loves praise even if it's not true. If someone praises you and says, oh, you are so generous, you helped me out that one time, even if you never helped them out, even if they have a case of mistaken identity and they thought you were someone else, immediately the response of the nafs is, yeah, well, thank you. Like, I, I, I appreciate that compliment. I'm so happy that you're coming and praising me, even though it's not true. It's, it's an amazing kind of contradiction <laughs> that the nafs loves that. And the nafs doesn't like criticism, even if it's true. Even if it's true, the nafs finds criticism to be very bitter. Um, and some of our teachers, I remember, subhanAllah, the way that they would deal with people's praise is whenever people would praise them, they would never see that quality that they were being praised with as something intrinsic within themselves. And they would interpret that person's praise as a dua, as a prayer for them. So if someone say, you know, Shaykh, you're so righteous, you're so this, that, the other, the, the, the scholars, the shaykh, they would say, Ameen, Ameen, because they would interpret it as a prayer. They would say, Inshallah, you're making dua for me that Allah makes me of the righteous. But I don't see that as something within myself. So 
you know, when the, that's how they would deal with praise. And the Sahaba and people, when they would deal with criticism, there was someone who came to one of the great uh, righteous people of the earlier generations, and he actually insulted him. He said, Ya Murai, oh, show off. You're a person who shows off, and people think that you're righteous and you're just showing off. And then he turned back to him and he said, Who told you my secret name that no one knows? In other words, you've criticized me with something that I see as true within myself. He didn't turn around to the man and say, how dare you say that to me? You're a murai, you're a show-off, you're this, that, the other. He heard a criticism and he looked within himself and he found that there is room for improvement. So he accepted that criticism. So we have to be careful how we deal with, with praise and with criticism and what our heart is attached to. Imam al-Ghazali, he mentions a few ways to cure the love of fame. To cure the love of fame. That in our heart, when we want a place in people's hearts, it means that we've been blinded to seek recognition and value and a place with creation. And then we've become blinded from seeking a place with the Creator. Because creation, they might praise you for something that's displeasing to Allah. Or they might criticize you for something that's pleasing to Allah. So don't waste your time seeking praise from creation or protecting yourself from their criticism because human beings are fickle. They might like things one day, dislike them the next day, love someone one day, hate them the next day. So we don't rely on that. That's not what we spend our time investing in, but we invest in the honor and the reward and the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Imam al-Ghazali says, one of the things that a person can do, he says, if a person praises you, then their praise is either accurate or inaccurate. If it's accurate, in other words, they've praised you with something that truly exists, then you have to see the reason that they praised you as part of Allah's grace, as part of a grace from God. So if someone says, oh, Jazakallah kul khair, you're so generous, and you actually donated some money, you need to take a moment and say, I didn't have that money except by Allah's grace. And I wasn't able to give that money away except when Allah made it easy and inspired me to do so. So you don't see that the praise is inherent within you. It's intrinsically yours, but it returns back to Allah. That Allah bestowed His favors upon you and that's why you could do something good. He says, if the praise is inaccurate, if someone says, oh, you're so generous and you actually didn't donate, for example, he said, then you should feel humiliated because people praised you undeservingly. You should feel a sense of shame because, you know, that's actually not true. That's actually, I didn't actually do that. So instead of, you know, a lot of people, their initial response is to accept that praise even if it's untrue. Imam al-Ghazali says, no, you should feel a sense of uh, shame that that's actually undeserved. He said the second way that you can remove the love of fame from your heart is removing from your heart the need for a place in people's hearts. Is that uh, when you seek a place in people's hearts, it lowers you in the eyes of God. And so much of our drama and sadness and so much of our efforts are in trying to impress other people. 
Whereas in reality, their opinion of you does not add or, or, or decrease from your true value with Allah. It does not add to your value as a human being or decrease it. And lastly, he says, to think about the reality that if all the per people in the world praised someone who was destined for the fire, praised someone who was dishonorable in the sight of God, then all of their praise does not benefit him one iota. And if all the people in the world criticized a person who's beloved to God, then their criticism does not harm him in the least. That all the praise in the world does not make you good with God. And all the criticism in the world, if you're doing something beloved to Allah, all the criticism in the world does not harm you. And if a person bears with that criticism patiently, then they're rewarded, bi'idhnallah ta'ala. So that brings us to the call to action. That brings us to today's call to action. The call to action for today is the next time that someone praises you. The next time that someone praises you, say to yourself, you don't have to say it to them, but say to yourself, remind yourself immediately that they are praising a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that it's not something that you should be uh, proud of yourself about. You should recognize that this is a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and don't let that praise get to your head. Immediately remember, this is from Allah. It's from His gifts and generosity. So that's it for today. Uh, looking at, at fame and this desire for a place in people's hearts, which is one of the most dangerous of the things that we deal with today. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He make Him our only concern and that He make us uh, uh, beloved and noble and honorable in His eyes, despite what creation say, whether in praise or in criticism. Jazakumullah kul khair for listening once again. And inshallah, we'll see you in the next episode. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.